Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey, welcome to another edition of the Victor Mark Show. Today, I'm always excited for my guests, but this is special, special because he's both a friend, a colleague, a brother, fellow warrior, and one of the most influential voices in social media uh, out there today. I'm talking about David Harris Jr. So stay tuned for this edition of the broadcast. You will not be disappointed. David, welcome to the show, brother. My brother, glad to be here with you, man. Love you, Victor. <laughs> Love you too. Brother, you are here today to visit with me and uh, and my guest. But look, here's the reality. You're you're pretty big stuff. Oh, wait, let me let me get the modern vernacular. You're a big deal. I'm just little old me. Uh, I'm just no, little old me. We have a big papa. He, he, yeah, we do. He's author of a book, Why I Couldn't Stay Silent. This one man's battle as a black conservative, which is, it was rarer, but it's not as much these days because people, I think, are seeing the light. Uh, you got 1.2 million followers on Instagram, over 2 million on Facebook. Your website is davidharrisjr.com, which reaches over 50 million people a month. Hey, folks, he's been on Fox and Friends, Glenn Beck, Breitbart. His articles have been posted, reposted, Washington Post. He's a big deal. When WAPO reposts my articles, it's to it's to do a spin and a hit job at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but he ain't afraid. They're on their radar. You're doing you're doing something right. You know one of the things I love most about David is you are you're in love, dude. You are in serious love with your high school sweetheart, Jennifer. Yeah. How long y'all been at this now? We just celebrated twenty seven years of marriage. Yeah. We got together about a year before that, so 28 years, my brother. Love it. Uh, you're rarity in so many ways, but you've got courage. You got a, what I call titanium spine. You care about the issues. You're a critical thinker and, um, you don't challenge just the status quo. What keeps you, I mean, what, what keeps you focused? Cause it's not easy. I will tell folks this. It's you live in a world that's not easy. What keeps you focused and why are you so committed to this? Well, these days, you know, after the the huge letdown by the 2020 election um, that I firmly 100% emphatically believe was stolen, and now we're hearing more and more of issues that are arising that are starting to point to that fact, but it's still, for anybody that was, you know, pulling for President Trump like I was, or, or in any way, shape, or form, and again, it's because of the man's policies. It wasn't because, oh, he's Donald Trump, the billionaire, you know, the guy from The Apprentice, the, you know, the, the real estate mogul it had nothing to do with any of that. It had to do with who I believed he was and why he was chosen to lead our country, uh, his pro-life stance, his pro-Israel stance, his pro-America stance. So those are the reasons why I supported him uh, and still do. And so to to come through this, you know, into 2021 now and have uh, that not be the case and have the complete opposite in the Oval Office right now, and I believe fraudulently in the office, uh, it's hard, Victor, I'll be honest with you, it's hard some days to 
know exactly um, how to push, what to push. And then with big tech, you know, it's like my uh, you read off the numbers there. You know, my my social media was reaching 50 at one point it was reaching 100 million people a month just on Facebook alone. And then when Facebook wants to just dial you down, they just kill 90, 95 percent of your reach. I'm barely reaching, you know, 50,000 people a day now, 100,000 people wow. a day. So it's like you're getting silenced. You're getting shadow banned, which is basically like a digital lynching when they're silencing you and big tech silences you. Mm. You can't speak. You know, you, I have to self-censor if I still want to even be on these platforms. Right. I have right. to try to really pay attention to how I say things and what I say because I've had friends that have gotten taken off social media just Completely. like that. I mean, look, they did it to the president. So when you've got these massive giants, if you will, that seem like they're in control of what's taking place right now and what you can do and, and then add the pandemic to it and the masks and the, you know, the push for vaccines. It's like, it's so much Victor that what I have to do on a daily basis, if I don't do this myself on a daily basis, um, then my head's not right throughout the mm. day. Every mm. single morning, I've got to start off with my Bible app. I, I like to listen to the word. I turn the Bible app on. I just listen to it, listen to a chapter or two. It's easy to risk, listen to three or four chapters uh, and just really let my mind go with what is taking place in that section of the Bible that I'm listening to and let God speak to me through there, try to, try to gain whatever I can um, as I'm praying, as I'm listening. And then I've got to get into my my secret place too with Papa and just worship. Um, if I don't do those two things and really spend some time engaging with God's presence and literally just kind of opening myself up and saying, "Here I am," you know, naked I came into this world, naked I will I will go out. Um, I, I need your guidance and I need you. If I don't do that on a daily basis, then it's easy for me to flail at anything that I'm trying to do. When I do those things then I've got a strong foundation for that day. Listen, I, I, I believe this all in my heart. There's tens of thousands of people that just heard that. And that has meant more to them right now in their life and their place than your political commentary, your positioning, fighting fraudulent fake news, because that right there will help them in their life with what they're going through. So mm. I just got to thank you, man, for oh, saying yeah. that. For people, you say that, you shake your head like, you know, what you and I have been blindsided, hit, punched in the face by the enemy, uh, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if we're doing our job, the enemy's going to come against us. But, folks, it, you're, you're listening to some wisdom uh, from a man who's lived it practically. Get in the Word. I am like you. I currently, in my stage of life and season, enjoy listening. You know, out here at the training center, I've got plenty to mow, and I've got me. I'm not going to brag, but I am. I got me a zero-turn radius mower. I mean, I'm Forrest Gump 2.0 right now. <laughs> uh, and I put on my earphones, and I listen to the Bible because uh, our spirit has to soak that in. I was going to say, let me just add one thing to that because years ago, um, when the Bible app first came out and I saw that it had that push play feature and listening to it, and this just could be for me, maybe there's somebody else out there that, that is hearing us talking about listening to the Bible. And there's that religious, it's a religious thing that says, well, you're not actually reading the word. You're not, you're not actually reading it. And there's, that's, that doesn't count or it's different or whatever. Uh, I'm so thankful for Holy Spirit, who is our teacher 
he'll guide us into all truths. And he amplified the passage of scripture that says faith comes by hearing and hearing, hearing by the word of God. And then Good. another uh, something stood out to me in the word. Uh, I think it was just revelation from Holy Spirit, just trying to bring these things together that in biblical days, what we're reading right now is a collection of letters you know, when Paul wrote to Timothy or Paul wrote to uh, uh, the Ephesians or the Philippians, when Paul, you know, did these writings, he would send the letters and say the Ephesians would get the letter. One person would stand up and they would read it to everybody else. Wow. So that's why the word says faith comes by hearing, because in those days they were used to hearing somebody read the word to them. So that shattered that shattered every single little bit of iota of any kind of religious spirit that says, oh, you're not actually reading it. It's like, well, shut up. It, it's it's okay. This is how they did it in biblical days and biblical times. Totally. So that gave me some freedom, Victor. Uh, and then and then I also enjoy that I'm not focused on reading. I'm listening and let my imagination and Holy Spirit just take me to the scene. It's almost like I'm watching a movie when I'm listening to the word. So it's, it's really enjoyable. I'm so glad that you uh, brought it up like that because – what people don't realize, those that really embrace the religious spirit, I call them super saints, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've, I've told people, you need an SS on your chest. The fact that it's oral tradition that oftentimes the majority of people learn from, not everybody has been able to mm -hmm. read over the centuries, but they would sit down and listen, and they would hear the stories, hear Bible stories, and uh, once you hear it, I mean, you know it uh, versus how many people are illiterate. Yeah. Now, let's talk about marriage. You're married to an absolutely godly, gorgeous woman who loves you. Y'all yeah. got some beautiful kids, your daughters. It's just <laughs> what's the hard thing about being a husband in the role that you play? You know, currently, and it's, I'll be honest with you, it's probably been um, one of my hardest things to, uh, to focus on is just being present. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I'm, I've gotten better at working on being present when I'm with her, when she's speaking to me, even to the point now where when she starts to speak to me, I'm on my phone a lot, you know, social media, this, that, or whatever, reading this, that, or the other. If she starts talking to me and I'm on my phone, I set my phone down. Mm. And I look at her. That's love. So that she knows I'm listening to her. Because I haven't always been that great at that. And it's easy when somebody starts talking to you to keep doing what you're doing. You're on your phone. And then that tells her that she's not as important as whatever's on my phone. And she's obviously the most important thing in the world to me. And then my, my our daughters. So uh, being present um, is is the main thing. It can be easy to get busy with uh, everything that's in our head of what we have to do, what we in the middle of doing what needs to be done. And then when I check out, I like to just check out and I'll watch a, you know, something on, on the tube on the screen. And that's just to try to quiet my mind, relax, not think yeah. about anything and really yeah. just kind of give me a, a break from stuff. Uh, I don't have a big yard to mow, so I can't go out and do that. <laughs> Otherwise I, I do like doing that too. So I think that's the biggest thing, brother. Good. Once I got rid of the vices and issues that always were trying to battle for my own attention, once I got rid of those, that's that's my main thing I try to focus on right now is just being uh, present. It's easy to give her compliments because she's so amazing and, and gorgeous. But uh, I always try to give her those words of affirmation. What I also really have to focus on doing is using the five love languages that she receives love and focus on mm. doing those, which are acts of service 
and quality time. Those are her two main love languages, while mine are words of affirmation and physical touch. So it's easy for me to caress her back or rub her shoulders or tell her I love her. And that's how I communicate. Those are my two love languages, but that's not how she communicates. So it's easy for me to think I'm actually showing her love, but the way she needs to receive it are quality time and, and acts of service. So let's explain them. Let, let's give our listeners or those watching an idea. There's five basic ways that people receive love well individually. And let me see what they are. It's been years. Acts of service, quality time, yep, physical touch, words of affirmation, and gifts and surprises. So five things. First, you have to really, you really have to understand what gets you taken. Because uh, I yes. remember early, early on, I was trying to buy my wife's stuff and she wasn't responding well. We, you know, we're, we're going on 33 years, but early in our marriage, I was like, here, here, here. She's like, that's very kind of you. It, you know, it, it, I had to learn that wasn't her particular way she received love. And when you find out what yours are and what somebody else is and you work within those, does it help, David? Yeah, absolutely. It's night and day difference. You know, I'll, I can use my own example for myself, even growing up. And this was something that, you know, I'm, I'm so thankful for you and your ministry, you know, not only everything you do around the country and around the world to help free victims of sex trafficking and, and, and hold those, you know, evil criminals accountable, but even the, uh, the more personal uh, inner healing or strategic prayer stuff. I, I was having battles. I was going around and around and around the same mountain of, uh, of alcohol abuse for years. And, uh, I finally had to go seek some specific help. I tried the AA and I tried CR and I tried these things, but a friend of mine that I talked to, he said, you really need to go try, um, restoring the foundations. And mm. it's a, it's a strategic internal, like take inventory of, everything in your life and your parents, your grandparents, your great grandparents, what they went through. And it's a 15 hour deal that goes, that's over three days. And I'll, I'll condense it down to, um, it exposes ungodly beliefs that we have. Mm. And then it shows why they're even there. And so I, I was dealing with abandonment and betrayal issues from my dad. My dad, um, what he was really good at was always providing a roof over my head and clothes on my back and food on the table. And that was his, you know, he worked hard. He was loyal. He, he was serving. Uh, yet my, the way I received love was always words of affirmation and physical touch. So my mom would, you know, give me hugs and would fuzzy my back when I'm growing up and she'd call me King David and she'd always give me all these things. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I always felt that love from my mom, but I, my dad hardly gave me the hugs barely tell me he loved me, uh, words of affirmation, except for birthdays or Christmas or whatever. And so I felt like he didn't love me as much as my mom did. Or I felt like he, you know, felt more obligated to just take care of me um, instead of actually love me. So I had this massive internal issue with bitterness and resentment towards my dad because I didn't understand that the way he was actually showing me love was acts of service. He was serving. He was putting himself out there every day, working hard to make sure he was providing for me and taking care of me. But since I didn't receive that as love, I totally missed it. And it created a whole bunch of internal issues. So that's uh, one little example of understanding how the love languages work between relationships. That's powerful. 
uh, folks, look, it's important that you work on yourself. One more thing. I see the landing strip coming up. We got to land this plane. It's going by too fast. I asked, I asked folks two questions at the end of every one of our shows and there's no wrong answers because it's just coming from your heart. But you know, people live on perceptions. People will watch you. They have a certain idea of who you are and what you do. You've just shared some things uh, like alcohol abuse. And I will say, Christians, please, please, people grow up. Stop with the legalistic deal. The idea that, you know, no Christians struggle with things. That's ridiculous. You can be more honest in an AA meeting oftentimes than you can church. Yeah, unfortunately. That's one of the reasons why CR has done well. Uh, is yeah, be honest, you know, get help. Uh, I have a son that's eight months sober and, uh, he's only four years old, wow. but we're proud of him. No joking. He's, he's an adult married <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, we're from Louisiana. <laughs> we, <laughs> but here's two questions that I asked. First one, you have a head start because we're personal friends. Our wives are friends. We've hung out together. But what is your perception, like Eileen and I in our ministry, and who we are, what we do? Or in your case, behind the scenes, who are we really? Well, you are as authentic uh, in front of the camera and from videos that we see as you are behind the scenes. And I I have been privileged to, uh, my wife and I both, spend some time with you, you know, off camera, so to speak. Just you guys just being you. Uh, And you're amazing. I mean, you guys as a couple, you're your sense of humor is hilarious. Sometimes it makes me, I look at you like, what? And Eileen's like, oh, yeah, I know he's kidding. <laughs> so uh, you guys are funny. Uh, you're passionate people. You care about, you know, the issues that actually matter. And you and you put yourself out there and you go do something about it. A lot of people can be passionate about a topic. And unfortunately, we hear that and see that a lot right now. Uh, where people can be really passionate, but then they don't go do anything about it. And you guys put action behind what you're passionate about, and and that action brings results. So mm. you guys are uh, authentic. Uh, it's such an honor to know both of you and and be considered friends. Thank you. That's both humbling and motivating all at the same time. Thank you, David. Uh, last question. We're all going to die. So what happens to David Harris Jr. when you close your eyes for the last time? What do you really believe is going to happen to you personally? And why do you believe it? Well, if you're talking about anything beyond facing Yeshua as the door and the pathway into heaven, um, you know, to be descriptive of that, I mean, I know that's where I'll wind up is is in heaven with the Father and with Jesus. I, the reason I know that is because nothing that I've done, it's a simple gift, it, which is the most incredible love story ever written, ever told, ever shared that a, a God, a, a creator created us, created beings to love and have a relationship with and gave them the greatest choice and option ever free will, because we have to be willing and, and, and free to love him back. And when that free will went sideways and we rejected him, he already had a plan in place to bring us back to him. And it required, you know, an excruciating, torturous death uh, of his of his son. And his son willingly accepted that and said, because we love, you know, our creation so much and we want to have this relationship, I will lay my life down and go to the cross and go through that in order to take upon himself every single 
negative, sinful thing that anybody could have ever done. Mm. Jesus took that on himself and was crucified. Um, and then the great part of the story is he rose again, which means he defeated every single thing that could ever keep us from knowing the father. It's the greatest love story ever told. And then the beautiful thing about it, Victor, is he says, it's a gift. All you have to do is accept what I did. And when you accept what I did for you, then you can have that relationship, unabated relationship with, with Jesus and with the father and with Holy spirit to have, you know, his super in our natural in this world. So when I close my eyes for the very last time, I know I'm going to see my big brother, Jesus. I know I'm going to see the father. Uh, and I know I'll, I'll see things that I've never even imagined before. Uh, and we'll be, I think we'll be, um, we'll have the opportunity to be reminded of what we did with our time here mm-hmm. and anybody's life that we have impacted for heaven. They'll be there thanking us. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a beautiful day, man. Hearing you, you sound so convinced, and there is a common thread with some guests. They have the surety of salvation based on Christ on the cross. So I've got people listening right now that don't have that confidence, that they don't even have the hope of heaven. Mm. What would you tell them so that they can, I mean, do they call it becoming born again? Do you pray a you know super secret prayer? Help that person get what you have. Uh, absolutely. You know, I, I always like to remind anybody that I'm talking to about Jesus that there's no question that he existed. Every encyclopedia ever written always acknowledges the fact that Jesus, the Christ, existed, lived, walked on this earth, was crucified, died. The only question is, did he really raise again? There's no question that he existed. His message is can only be one of three things. He was either a complete liar in which nothing he says holds validity. He was a good con man in which he's got millions or if not over a billion, billions following him today, but still you can't rely on him or he was telling the truth. I believe he was telling the truth. And I believe that when he said, uh, there's no way to the father and to heaven except through me, I believe that is true. And he also says it's a free gift. So getting the mind and the and the argument out of the way of if he is who he said he was, if you believe that he is who he said he was and his message was, I've come to lay down my life for you. There's no question all of us have done wrong. There's no question all of us have, have sinned, have done something evil in our life, done something wrong in our life. The question is, do we want to be held accountable or, or do we want to accept God's free gift? And his free gift is Jesus. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can get to the Father who is in heaven except through me. So if you're listening right now and you're saying, you know what? I believe Jesus lived. I, I, I know he lived. He was written about. And I'm going to believe that he was telling the truth. And I know that I've done wrong, but I want to accept God's free gift. If that's you and you're listening, I want you to just simply pray this prayer and, and mean it as though you're talking to God because he is definitely listening to you right now. Just say, Father, I come to you right now, a sinner. I know I've done wrong in my life, and I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me, God, and cleanse me from everything that fights against your will. And Jesus, I accept you and what you did for me on that cross. And I say, thank you. Fill me with your life and fill me with your Holy Spirit right now. 
set me on a new path today to seek and follow you in Jesus' name. And if you prayed that prayer right now, I'm just going to pray, Holy Spirit, the beautiful comforter that you are, I pray that you would just confirm in their heart right now with your presence all over their being that you heard them, that you are with them, and that you are guaranteeing them the certainty of heaven. Now fill them with a hunger to know you, to know Jesus, and know the Father. Fill them with a hunger to know your word, even as soon as this is over, that they would want to go get a Bible and start reading. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Man, we don't do this often, but you can obviously see why we did. There are some of you that just prayed that prayer, and you meant it, and you sense God's presence. We want to do exactly what David just said. We want to be able to give you uh, the Word of God. And go to our website, victormarks.com. Send us a note saying, I prayed that prayer. And, uh, you know, if you want to shoot us an email direct, just go hello at victormarks.com. That's going to go to our chaplain. We'll send you the Gospels in a little Bible booklet that will absolutely encourage you because you need to get to know Jesus. Mm. Folks, go to davidharrisjr.com to learn more about my brother. And as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in to the Victor Mark Show. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, good for the glory of God, full throttle. Now go get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.